this is Amber Fuller with uh, Narcissism, Overcoming the War for the Soul, and um, I am your one and only host today, while uh, my co-host, who is also my son, um, is at school. It has been a uh, time, <laughs> it's been quite some time since I have posted a uh, podcast, and um, you know, life got busy. Holidays came, I fell in love with an incredible man, um, and uh, life just kind of swept me up. And uh, I also was struggling to figure out which direction I wanted to go with um, with my next podcast. So um, I do a lot of thinking in my morning routine, and... Um, it came to me this morning and so I thought, oh shoot, I got to get on there and I gotta, I gotta do this podcast before I, before I, um, forget, before I I forget about this idea, before I run out of time, I just, I gotta do it. So I titled this podcast, Say What? And what I wanted to add onto it, but it wouldn't let me add a little sub, subtitle or subheading is... He admits that he has narcissism, and you also co-parent well together. Yeah. But guys, let me tell you, like, it did not start that way. Uh, It has been nothing short of a miraculous journey that we are where we are today. Um, Some have asked, do you think you'll ever get back together? Nope. That is a, uh, that is a, um, conversation that both him and I have had along with our child and, um, not that children should always be let in on those decisions. However, our 14 year old is incredibly intelligent and has an emotional intelligence of like a 50 year old man. So we have talked to him about this and he is quite happy with the situation that we currently have going on. Um, in fact, uh, I should let you all in on a little secret and I have actually told Brody this as well that, um, and maybe I've said it before, I don't know, but, um, I think it was maybe three years ago. So Dylan and I have been, we have been separated since August of 2022. So, um, and then we officially actually missed that one too. We officially got divorced. This is wild. You guys, I, I don't know if I shared this. Our court date was scheduled for our anniversary. So we officially got divorced on our anniversary 15 years later, like court judge signed off on it. Crazy wild for me. I needed that. Um, I needed to know it's kind of like an odd from God. Like this is okay, Amber. Um, but let me back up. Brody told me about three years ago that, um, he wished that Dylan and I got a divorce. And when he told me that I was done, like I, I knew I was done. And, uh, when they say that you shouldn't stay with your, partner because of your kids they're right (laughs) um I had a therapist tell me once that all you need is one reason 
And if you have one reason, then that's all you need. Yes. If you're like in a good situation, like she said, you can build off of one reason. And, and I agree to that to some extent, like, um, uh, if I had a partner who, um, the only thing that we could come up with that kept us together was the love that we share for each other's children. That's a reason. And that's a reason you can build off of to foster and grow love between the two of you. However, when you are in a relationship with a physically, emotionally, mentally, verbally abusive narcissist, you do not need a reason. You need reasons to be told to leave. Because I promise you that the reason you're staying is not because of strength, but rather because of weakness. Uh, a lot of you guys have sent me messages and said things like, you're so strong. And yeah, I mean, I've been through like a lot of crap. Like I have. I've, you know, I have a spinal cord injury. I got a botched spinal cord surgery. I've seen abuse. I've seen neglect. I've had to single mom it. I've, I've, I've seen a lot. Um, been through a lot with my business. I've, I have really seen a lot, but me staying was weakness, not strength. Um, it was also me believing, um, not that hope is a bad thing, but it was me believing that I should stay. Because God can restore our marriage. And does God restore marriages? Absolutely, yes. 100% every day, all day long. But you have to have two willing parties in order to restore a marriage. So um, when Brody said to me, Mom, I wish you and Dad would get a divorce. And Dylan then, you know, a few months later said to me, I'm done with my narcissist program. Like, I'm done working it. I'm done doing it. I'm done trying for me, that was um, the the go ahead that well, I can't stay with you because the alternative to you being to the alternative to you doing the program is that you are going to have all those behaviors that you had had before, and I couldn't subject my children, nor could I subject myself to that any longer because. You are worthy and deserving of more love and respect than whatever narcissist in your life is giving you. So off that soapbox and on to another. Um, I've been posting on Facebook a lot about how Dylan and I are friends. And we are. Uh, when I found out that there was nothing that could be done about my but my spinal cord injury that is causing burning to my foot, or the, so says this doctor that I saw a few weeks ago. Um, I called Dylan, and I was in the middle of a panic attack, and I couldn't get words out of my mouth. Um, he proceeded to sit there. Um, I don't remember if he told me to just breathe or... Um, uh, I can't remember it, it's all a blur but he's the first person I called part of that is because he's the first person who's, who like went on this journey with me and he has journeyed with me every step of the way through my spinal cord injury um, and so when I called him I was in one of the 
I might cry. Uh, no, I'm not going to cry. I was in one of the lowest points that I had ever been in in my life. And he knew that. And uh, he came over that night. <laughs> he came over that night with flowers and made dinner and took care of the kids. And um, it was a reminder to me that it, it was a reminder to me of like the whole mission of this podcast. And it's that like, you can overcome narcissism and um, the war for the soul is there. And uh, if the person is willing to war for their own soul, then change can occur. And I've watched Dylan over the last, I don't know, few weeks. Um, and whether or not we're going on a, going on the upswing of roller coaster and there'll be a downswing, I don't know. But we, we keep going on. Like we, I shouldn't say we keep going up the roller coaster um, or that there hasn't been a downswing because there has guys like there. Okay, but let me go back. He he was there. Like, he did all of these things. Laid down next to me in bed. Turned on my favorite TV show. And just let me cry. Like, he, uh, he knew. He felt the pain that I was feeling. And normally narcissists can't do that. But I know that he did. Um, because he's human. And one of the things that I am really getting frustrated with, with our society is the dehumanizing, the dehumanizing of people who have narcissism. Like we all have shit guys. Like we all have it. And, uh, is some shit worse than others? Yeah, it is. It is. We all have it. We're all human. We're all struggling. Uh, and he was there. And he felt that pain. Um, and he was there for me. Um, but, okay, so moving on. Being friends with the ex. The ex-narcissist. What does this look like? Well, oftentimes, and Dylan, if you're listening, don't hate me. Oftentimes it looks like me keeping my mouth shut. Um, there are things that I have learned in this life that I wish I would have learned years ago. However, Brody brought up a really good point to me last night. <laughs> I said to him, um, I think, I can't remember what we were talking about and we were talking about Dylan and I had said, you know, I'm just going to, it's just not worth it. Like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. And Brody said, but mom, isn't that how you got to where you like, where you were in the first place is just by like keeping your mouth shut. And I was like, oh. yeah, I mean, probably like, but it's a different kind of keeping my mouth shut with a different intent. So, like, I am not emotionally invested in our marriage anymore. 
I am emotionally invested in him as a person and in our children. And I, instead of trying to fight for our marriage, I am fighting to have a good relationship with my ex because he'll be in my life for the rest of my life because my children will be in the rest of my life in my life for the rest of my life but even outside of that like we had we I mean we've been married for 15 years like that's a super long time and not just that but like Dylan and I we both we are not people who hang out in the shallow end of a pool like um and I in in the dating world I've warned people of that and instantly gotten like unmatched like you guys also like p.s like the dating like dating online world is horrendous like i'm i i have talked to friends about this and started crying i'm not going to but i'm just gonna say it i'm gonna say it really quick so that i don't cry i get messages from right now i have a, a dating app and there are 200 different men in that app that have hearted me and um they send me several messages and ma the majority of them, nine out of 10, nine out of the 10 of them say something like you're sexy. And the one out of 10 says, send me a full body pic. Um, and obvious for obvious reasons that would make that, that makes me cry. Well, actually those, the reasons aren't so obvious and I'm not going to share them, but <laughs> they do make me cry. Um, it is incredibly difficult to find a good man these days on a dating app. Um, but uh, Dylan uh, and I have not hung out in that shallow area ever. Like even when we first started dating, we we didn't hang out in that shallow area. Uh, he had an affair and he, well, he had a couple, you know, he had, he had his issues and he disclosed it to me. With, and thankfully we found out a year into our marriage, uh, two years actually, cause I had had Brody. I just had Brody. So I'd been pregnant for almost a full year and then I just had Brody. Um, and we decided to work through that and we did work through that. Um, there is not any part of me that holds unforgiveness or resentment towards him about that situation or incident um it took me probably mm, I'd say it took me like five years to get past it but through that we grew even deeper um in our relationship with each other um as much as I don't like the place that this saying comes from I do appreciate the saying, and it's that uh, you should lean into tension. And when you lean into tension, it creates intimacy. Actually, I probably do like the place that that comes from because that's not an original idea that came from that place. That idea has been around for centuries. So when you lean into tension, it creates intimacy. And Dylan and I chose to lean into that tension. We both did. He made that decision too. Like he went to counseling, he went to like a treatment place and like he got help uh and we grew deeper and um yeah we're just we're just not people who enjoy hanging out in the shallow and you you don't if you you can you can talk to the people who are closest to me and they will all tell you that you will never have to guess what is on my mind I was talking to a good friend yesterday about um a 
dating situation that he was going through. And uh, he's asking me for my advice on what he should say. And I said, here, you should say this. And he said, you are fearless. And I said, I mean, I don't like, I, I don't mess around. Like I want to be as efficient as possible, which I am learning isn't always as effective, but I do just, um, I, I strategically and tactfully, and he acknowledged this. He's like, you can do this because you're a therapist and there's an art to talking to people. And yes, there is. And that's why you can't just, oh, anybody could be a therapist because it's just having a conversation with somebody, which I've heard ignorant people say there's an art to it. Um, and so, yes, I am fearless. I'm fearless with tact. And so I was trying to explain to him, like, here, you should say this. You're fearless. Yeah. Like I, Anyways, the whole point to this is that Dylan and I both um, have in our marriage hung out in the deep end. Like we, we know each other's core and um, I, well, I, I don't know if I'd say we know each other's core um, as it stands now. Uh, because we have both changed a lot and having a significant other on my end brought some distance in between us, which was good. It was good distance, um, which I think gave him the opportunity to maybe have a different perspective. And it, it also gave me an opportunity to like grow in who I am and, um, and it, him as well. Um, so how do we go about actually being friends? So, and, and also, how do you go about being friends with somebody when you're in a relationship with somebody else? Uh, Dylan and I both have, like, you know, people in our lives, kind of. And uh, we're both aware of this. And it honestly, guys, it makes things easier. Like, I want to support him. And I want to... Uh, I want to help him in that. It's, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit weird, but I, uh, I want to see him succeed and I want to see him happy and I want to see him loved and I want to see him love. Um, so I think honestly, like also having that understanding about each other is also really helpful. Like, um, we both support each other in the relationships that we have chosen or are choosing. And, uh, we're able to just talk like friends. Like, so how was work today? Oh, work was, work was great. Uh, this happened and this happened and I'm really excited about this. And yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> and then, you know, we've, banter back and forth. Oh, wait, you're going to make more money. Oh, awesome. Then you can pay me. You can, you can pay me more money. <laughs> and I'm kidding with him, but it's, it's just, uh, it's fun. It's fun now. Like it's, if you're married to somebody who is abusive and they're a narcissist and you're thinking about divorce, there's so much hope on the other side of that. 
Don't be scared to jump if everyone around you is telling you to jump. Also, if you're fearful, like, yeah, but God might restore our marriage. Yeah, he might. But that don't mean you don't got to get divorced first. Like, you have, like, and if you're coming from my faith perspective, like what I grew up in and the beliefs that I grew up with, that divorce isn't okay. There are circumstances where divorce is okay. And being abused is one of them. And I'm not just talking about physical abuse. I'm talking about mental abuse. I'm talking about verbal, verbal abuse, emotional abuse. Also being cheated on is one of them. Like you have grounds and I stayed in it telling myself, oh, I feel called to stay in my marriage. I know I have grounds to stay in my marriage, but I feel called to stay in my marriage. I also am super loyal. Part of my personality type is that I, I don't give up on people. Um, I have a person in particular right now that like, I just, I, even Dylan, like I don't give up on Dylan. I'm not giving up on Dylan. I will not give up on this person. Like I, I don't give up on the people that I at some point choose to believe in. Um, and that is usually, I think how I end up staying friends with my exes because they know that. Um, so, uh, yes, I have exes and, um, I'm friends with pretty much every single one of them. Uh, okay. So what areas do Dylan and I still, uh, have these like little struggles with, like I said, one of the key things that I do now that I did not do was I keep my mouth shut. Like I recognized that there is absolutely no point in saying things sometimes. And, um, you know, I've been going through something really difficult that I'm not about to share or divulge in this podcast. And Dylan has been, um, out of all of the people that I've talked to about this and trust me, there's been a lot, uh, he's the only one who like speaks death into the situation. And so I have kind of pulled back on talking to him about the situation because, um, I don't need that. Like, I don't need, I don't need to be hearing that from him and as much as I would love his input because um, it's worth something to me there are certain times where it is just best for me to keep my mouth shut um, how are we friends like what what do we do well for example yesterday um Dylan sent me a text message early in the morning. He knows how much pain I've been waking up in. And he just prayed and hoped and wished for me to have a good day and that joy would be coming and that God's not done with me. And I needed that. Like, I needed to hear that. I needed to see it. And I needed it to resonate with me. Because um, I woke up yesterday morning in tears. I woke up this morning with tears. I got four hours of sleep last night because at two in the morning... I couldn't feel my foot. Uh, I, like, it, excuse me. 
I just like completely could not feel it. It was scary and it was really hard to get it to calm down and it was bad. And so it, yeah, it's just a really, it's they've been rough nights. I've seen better days. Um, and Dylan knows that. And so he sent me that text message in the morning and then, um, I asked him, uh, he's been picking up the boys from school, but I, so our agreement is that if he picks up the boys from school, then, um, we have a wacky agreement and Dylan knows that. And he has said to me like, dude, Amber, you let me off way easy. And that's fine. Like the Lord will, the Lord will bless me for it in the end. And I'd much rather be blessed by the Lord than be blessed by man. But, uh, if he picks up the boys and I pay for them to go to extended care, but he does pick them up. And so yesterday I actually got them on time and, uh, he came home and we had a, uh, prepackaged dinner for him and Brody to make. Brody did not help make it, but Dylan did. Dylan made the dinner. Dylan likes cooking. Um, he made the dinner and, uh, we all had it. And he, I think, I don't remember if he played a game with, I don't think he did play a game with Gio, but he made dinner and, um, I asked him if he could pray for me. I was sitting at my desk working, um, working late, which I've been doing a lot lately and just started crying and he kissed me on the forehead and not in like a creepy, like romantic way, but just in like a grandma, grandpa, like friend sort of way. And he just started praying for me and um, told him what I needed prayer for. And uh, um, as much as he didn't want to pray for those things, he he did. Uh, so we pray for each other. And I think keeping that, keeping that in the back of our minds is always something that's helpful for us in remaining friends um we communicate with each other about where our kids are at so Giovanni was out of control yesterday and you know I'm able to say to him like Dylan sometimes sometimes I'm able to say this to him it just depends on um how his mood is and if I am ever feeling like I have to walk around on eggshells or on him he's out of my house like this is my house this is my place of peace. This is my sanctuary. This is where we went. This is our refuge. This is where we ran from or ran to in running from the situation we had with him. So we don't walk around on eggshells at my house where me and my children live. Like, we don't do that. And uh, if I ever feel that way, it's okay, bye. Uh, but we... I'm able to say to him, like, Dylan, you know, I think he's doing that because he, he, like, he really needs your attention. Like, you know, I've seen him not act this way before, and when he wasn't acting this way, it was because he was getting attention from a male, a male, like, father figure or a male role model, and uh, hey, Dylan listens some, sometimes. And when he doesn't, I just, I don't push it anymore. Um, the other way that we are friends is, uh, uh, maybe two, three months ago, 
Dylan's car was at his apartment building, and I knew that because we had still we were still on the same um, phone plan, and so I could see where his location was. So I saw that his car was still at his apartment building. It was way past time for him to be to work, and I went to his apartment. Actually, first I tried calling him. He didn't answer. I tried calling him several times. He never answered. It freaked me out. Went to his apartment building. Couldn't get in. Knocked on his door when I was able to finally get in. He still didn't answer. I was terrified that this husband at the time, we, we weren't divorced, we were separated though. I was afraid he had had a heart attack and I called the non-emergency line and he showed up at his house. Clearly he did not have a heart attack. He's fine. Uh, but I, I care, you know, you don't just walk out of, you don't just, you don't just separate and like get a divorce and you're like, all right, peace out, yo. Like, <laughs> it's so dumb. Like I genuinely care for this person. Um, I mean, maybe people do that. I don't know, but I don't know how, like I, or maybe it's just me. Like, I just, I, I really care. I want, I don't want, I don't have ill will towards him. Do we both share the truth of what's going on? Yes. Although something I found out is that he has been telling people that he was, he has been blindsided by our divorce. So Dylan, if you're listening, I haven't talked to you about this yet, but I know you've been telling people that and boy, you are, you were not blindsided by our divorce. You're the one who told me to close the chapter. So I did. Uh, but the reason he says that is cause he, um, he went on a trip that we were supposed to go on for his birthday and he came back and he, uh, really thought that he was in a position where he'd be able to like make our marriage work and he was all inspired and I mean I've seen those inspired I've seen inspired Dylan time and time and time again and um divorce is what was best for us considering our circumstances and our situation like it just was and when I stepped out of the way God stepped in uh I learned that from a client of mine a really special client of mine uh who shared with me that the Lord laid it on their heart that they needed to move out of the way so that God could move in the way. And the only way that that could happen is through divorce. And I held on to that and I struggled with that. And I chewed on that for a couple of years only to find myself in the exact same situation. So we learn from our clients. We really do. Um, so uh, we also really value being a united front. Um, if, Giovanni is being disrespectful towards me or, you know, not listening or talking to me in a disrespectful way. Dylan is right there to be like, you don't talk to your mom that way. And I also am right there to be like, you don't talk to your dad that way. Like we, we don't let the kid get away with the things that he tries to get away with. And I say kid because Brody is a little bit different. So the way that Dylan and I are both on the same page regarding Brody is that Brody struggles with school. He always has. I shouldn't say struggles. I should say that the educational system that we have in the United States is not set up to accommodate the type of learner that Brody is. So the school struggles to educate Brody. And Dylan and I and Brody have all had to navigate through that and um, figure out what that looks like for him because the educational system is not set up in a way that is... Uh, tailored to him or his needs so um 
we, you know, we talk and I am right there to be like, hey, Dylan, Brody's got X, Y, and Z due this weekend. Um, and Dylan will make him sit there and do it. And we keep tabs on that. And we keep an open line of communication about that. I think people think we're kind of weird. Like, <laughs> uh, Dylan talked to his HR guy at work. And he was like, yep, we're officially divorced. So how do I, uh, how do we, we don't know how insurance works. Um, how does, is she able to still get insurance? Uh, and then, like, he talked to him. And then I guess, like, a few minutes after Dylan left, I had called the same HR guy and was like, Hey, so and so, like, this is Dylan Fuller's uh, ex-wife, I guess, and um, you know, just calling to figure out what's going on with insurance, and like, we don't, we we don't want to disrespect each other. Um, are there? Is it okay to act narcissistic? No, never. It's not. But two wrongs don't make a right. And um, I just, I don't have any desire in my heart to create a bigger problem. Which at the end of the day, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a bigger problem. And I don't want to do that. So, um, I, uh, yeah, I just try very hard to maintain a copacetic relationship with him. And not just that, but like a, you know, friendship. Um. Brody had a birthday birthday get together with my family and my significant other was there and his kids were there and Dylan had said uh, as uncomfortable as this will make me feel I don't care this is my kid and I'm willing to endure uncomfortability in order to be there for his birthday and he did and he came and he was literally the person who made his ex-in-laws food and <laughs> dinner and uh talked to I think my mom and uh then he left um I think he still talks to my mom actually I think they still chat with each other once once in a while um and that is because part of that is because um uh so I have due to um and I think if he could go back and well I don't know I shouldn't speak for him but uh due to some un fortunate events um on Dylan's on Dylan's uh half I have 100% physical custody of the boys we both have 100% legal but I have 100% physical so um when we first separated we had agreed that we were going to create the most healthy amicable environment for our children and we were not friends when we first separated um, we were distant and hurt and felt betrayed and needed to work on a lot of forgiveness. Um, but one of the things we did agree on was that your, your, um, your mom will not be somebody who, uh, will be in their lives until they're old enough to make that decision for themselves. And, uh, he said, yep, that's a, that is a good move, and I agree. Um, and uh, I had found out that the day that he signed divorce papers, the first person he called was his mom. And Giovanni was there. And so, you know, he had led me to believe for the last year that um, this person is not a healthy influence in the in our lives at all. They just 
they they're yeah that's where I'll end I'll just end there with that um and so I have 100% physical custody and as long as Dylan um is uh making those healthy decisions for our children and keeping people out of their lives that are not good for them um and he knows this and he agrees with it too and he understood uh he he has the kids every other weekend and then he gets them on Wednesdays as well he also gets to see them whenever the kids want to see him if he is if he's able to so you know Gio's like I really miss daddy and it's three o'clock on a Thursday okay well let's call him let's see if he can come on over uh, or yeah, actually that's not gonna happen because he, he's gonna pick the kids up so the kids have actually been able to see him every day which is nice um they weren't uh because uh, the guy I was dating was picking them up and, um, they were all coming home together, but now Dylan picks them up and brings them home. So, um, I pay for that, but it's fine. It's good. It's good for them. I'm willing to pay for a good thing. Um, we, uh, are we like best friends? No, I have best friends. Our relationship doesn't look like that. I don't, I don't necessarily like get eager and look forward to talking to him and like can't wait to talk to him, but I do enjoy talking to him and I do enjoy the friendship that we have. And I do enjoy looking back on where we came from and where we are now. Um, and I do with intentionality co-parent with him. Um, so um, basically, I think what it takes to be a friend with your ex is intentionality and a lot of proactivity instead of reactivity. Um, you know, it's treating your ex the way you would treat a friend. And uh, that's, that's what we do. Um, it's It's been really good. Like, it's been... It's been amazing, actually. Like, no, we will never end up back together, guys. We, we won't. <laughs> uh, sometimes I wonder how we ended up together in the first... Well, I don't wonder. I know the answer to that. You're hot. Like, it's so stupid. That's not how we ended up together. But I'm not going to end up with somebody because they sent me a message saying, you're sexy. Like, no, guys. Like, we don't want to see pictures of your fish. We don't want to see half of your head and we don't enjoy or appreciate getting messages in our inbox that say you're sexy or send me a full pic. Like, no, like, oh man, the course I could create on how to online date. I've been told I should create one. Ugh, it's, it's so disheartening. <laughs> Anyways, uh, where am I at now? Let's see here. We're sitting at a uh, 40 minutes. I think that's a good amount of time to engage a listener's ears and then end. Um, I also want to include, like, if you want to have a good relationship with your ex and have a good co-parenting relationship with them, we have several providers at Fuller Living that would be happy to help you with that. I, unfortunately, am not one of them. <laughs> I don't see clients anymore. Um, but I am fortunately somebody who would love to get you connected with somebody who would be awesome at that. So, um, feel free to 
feel free to reach out. Um, we'd love to help. So that is all. Um, we're continuing to wage this war on narcissism and that war that the devil just has for the soul of, of all of us, honestly. But anyways, all right, that's all. I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday afternoon and that in the state of Minnesota, it doesn't get too chilly for you. Remember, there is hardly any snow on the ground and we have been incredibly blessed. We this year have not been bottom feeders. We have been at the top. So that is something to be grateful for. So, all right.